0: Getting ready for Thanksgiving, so this is going to be a short podcast because I have some traveling to do. Uh, so this podcast is going to be straight and to the point. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbass Talking Politics. Okay, so here's here's the story. This is what's happening in the next couple of days. So right after this podcast is uploaded, I need to go to Josie's house, and I need to. 40 pounds of ribs I need to basic I need to soak in barbecue sauce. Then when Josie gets in we need to stick it in the oven and we need to let that barbecue sauce we need to let that those ribs actually cook because we're going to Mexico tomorrow morning at five o'clock and Mexico in Mexico, her family doesn't have an oven. so we're gonna partially cook them. I don't know how long three, four hours at 250 degrees, uh, probably through the night. I don't know how we're going to do this. I'm not a great barbecuer. And by the way, these aren't grilling. And then we're going to travel four hours into Mexico tomorrow morning, get there by 10 o'clock. Then we're going to start cooking them on a grill again to get them perfect. And then we're all gonna eat like we're gonna eat like uh, kings and drink like whores. I we are just gonna have a great time tomorrow. Uh, I do not expect to do a podcast on Monday because I do not expect to be recovered on Monday. Probably Tuesday. No turkey, by the way. I I can't believe it. We're not having turkey, which I think turkey's overrated. I personally wanted the ribs, so. But we're going to have a great Thanksgiving. I hope all of you have a phenomenal Thanksgiving. And I'm going to say that at the end of the podcast, too. It's not because I'm drunk and I'm, I, I forgot what I said. It's because I love Thanksgiving. I love this time of year. I love this time of year. The day before Halloween all the way till January 1st, January 2nd. And then the year begins to suck after January 2nd because there's no real holiday or anything like that and... Whatever, until Easter, and then Easter kind of cool. So anyway, let's get to let's get to some of the news. This is going to be fun stuff. <laughs> uh, this Thanksgiving is going to be great for Jen Psaki because she doesn't have to face Peter Doocy. This poor broad, she is constantly deflecting for the president, even at times when she was not even in the picture in President Biden's administration. What's worse. She's got Peter Ducey of Fox Snooze to deal with, who honestly seems to have fun making her squirm. And he did it again yesterday. I, it's never going to stop for her. I guarantee you, she is gone at the end of next month. She will She will quit. Here's Ducey asking Saki if old Joe is going to apologize to Kyle Rittenhouse for calling him a militiaman and a white supremacist. Her answer probably shouldn't surprise you. Listen.
1: To the acquitted Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse for suggesting online and on TV. That he is a white supremacist
2: well let's be clear what we're talking about here this is about a campaign video released last year that used president trump's own words during a debate as he refused to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and president trump as we know from history and as many of you covered didn't just refuse to condemn militia groups on the debate stage he actively encouraged them throughout his presidency so uh, you know, what we've seen are the tragic consequences of that. When people think it's okay to take the law into their own hands instead of allowing law enforcement to do its job and the president (coughs) believes in condemning hatred division and violence that's exactly what was done in that video
1: but if uh, you're saying that it was just a campaign video it wasn't the president also gave an interview where he said this uh, Rittenhouse was part of a militia coming out of illinois have you ever heard this president referring to trump say one negative thing about white supremacists these are all things uh, none of this was proven in the trial and kyle rittenhouse is saying that the president had actual malice in defaming his character. Is that what happened here? The
2: the president spoke to the verdict uh, last week. Uh, He has obviously condemned uh, the hatred and division and violence we've seen around the country by groups like the Proud Boys uh, and groups that uh, that individual has posed in photos with. Um, But beyond that, I'll leave it to his comments around the verdict.
0: Okay, that is without a doubt the crappiest non-answer I've ever heard. Okay, I'll give her a bit of a break because she wasn't actually press secretary at the time. She had nothing to do with the Biden administration at the time. Biden did rip this kid, and she had no answer at the time. Um, Where I will give her crap is the lie that Donald Trump never condemned white supremacy. He did about 5,000 times. The media just kept deciding to say he never condemned white supremacy. The other thing about this is... Um the Proud Boys aren't actually a white supremacist group they are a chauvinistic group. What is the difference? They embrace masculinity, even you could say to the point of toxic masculinity. All right? They they that's what they believe in. The current the founder and current president of the Proud Boys is a Mexican. He's a Mexican American. He's not white. So to continue with this line, I mean I'm not I'm not defending the Proud Boys. I think they are a very violent group, but they're not white supremacists. They're chauvinistic. That's what they stand for. They stand for pushing that um, that men masculinity is a good thing. And by the way, they could be part of the reason they could be the symptom that the left has created where masculinity is bad and they've got a bunch of guys that sit there no, it's not. it's great. And here we are, Proud Boys. So this is not it. And Trump didn't condemn the Proud Boys at first because he didn't know who they were. But he has condemned, even during the debate, he condemned white supremacy. So that's not a thing. And you notice she sits back and she says that, hey, uh, President Biden said what he said. He answered your question last week. There it is, that's it. I, I got nothing to say here. Ducey doesn't let her off the hook. Here he is asking how Biden could go to a billionaire's mansion when people are suffering through inflation. I, I think this is something that um, I think this is something that she had a harder time trying to defend. Listen.
1: And then just one more topic. What message does it send to the middle class Americans? President Biden says that he's trying to help who are struggling this week to cover the cost of the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. That the president is going to take a few days off at a billionaire's compound in Nantucket.
2: Well, first I would say, I don't know if you've cooked a turkey before, but a 20 pound turkey is a pretty big turkey. I think we can all agree. They're about $1 more. Uh, So not to minimize that, any increase in prices is something the president is concerned about, as is evidenced by his announcement today and as his efforts to push forward on additional relief for the American people. But I just want to be clear that there are abundance of turkeys available. they are about $1 more for a 20-pound bird, which is a huge bird if you're feeding a very big family. Uh, And that's something that, again, we've been working to make sure people have more money in their pockets to address it as the economy is turning back on.
0: I don't know what she's talking about here. This is this is nuts. Turkeys are not one dollar more for a twenty pound bird. There, everything is more expensive. But let's just go with her. Maybe she has information. I don't know. I live in California, so everything's really expensive in California. But it's not. It's not just a turkey. Ham is way up. Baked goods are going up 10%. They just said that today. Dairy goods are going up 15%. They just announced that today. Sodas are way up. And that's if you can find them. Nothing is cheaper. There was an analysis of this Thanksgiving with the typical stuff that you have on Thanksgiving. It will be between 15 and 20% higher than it was last year. Last year. That's a lot. But notice she doesn't actually answer the question. She just starts talking about the $1 turkeys. I, I, I know, I'm putting words in her mouth here. But she doesn't answer the question. Peter Doocy is going to have none of that. And he goes right at her.
1: But the president said today that he was sent here to look out for these working and middle-class families who are strained right now. So what should they read into him leaving now at this time of uh, great personal financial hardship for so many to go to Nantucket for the week.
2: Well, first I would say, Peter, that uh, I hope you're spending time with your family. I'm spending time with my family. I hope everybody in here is spending time with their families. This is a time to put politics aside, uh, spend time with your loved ones, and talk about what you're grateful for. I will also tell you from spending some time working for this president and a past president that you are president no matter where you are. Uh, He will conduct his work from wherever he is, on any vacation, on any time, Uh, He is in Delaware, at Camp David, or wherever he may may be spending time with his loved ones. Uh, He has secure phone uh, uh, capabilities, he has staff traveling with him, and I think the American people can be assured that he will continue to press to lower their costs and ensure they have more breathing
0: room. Again, she doesn't really answer the question. Families are suffering. This is a toll. I mean, if you're driving someplace and you have to take a turkey... You're spending all that money on gas, plus you spend all the money on the turkey or whatever else you're buying. She doesn't answer the question. The answer is the president, Biden is the president and you're not. And that's why he can go to a billionaire's home. Joe Biden is an elite and you're not. And that's why he deserves to go to a billionaire's home. The answer is Joe Biden is rich. How he got rich being a career politician, we'll never know. How he owns two or three homes, we'll never know. Because you're not supposed to be rich as a politician. They said this in the they said this in the Federalist Papers. You were never supposed to get rich being a politician. He is rich. And it doesn't matter about you. Mr. Compassion does not care. And that's what it comes down to. Okay, remember when Trump this is the last story. So I'm probably going to get through 20 minutes of this, but 20 minutes podcast, which is okay because I'm on vacation mode already. Remember when Trump warned what would happen if we started getting rid of Confederate statues? If you don't remember, here's a little reminder. This is what he said. George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now we are going to take down his statue? So you know what? It's fine. You're changing history. You're changing culture. Um, Okay, first, there are two things just from that little clip. Trump was right. They are changing history. They're replacing American history. We'll get to that in a second. I also want you to notice the difference, the way the press addresses Donald Trump versus how they they address Joe Biden. The press completely cuts Trump off. They did this through the four years. A lot of people don't realize that. That... It, Trump was completely cut off. He really had the the press hated him. And I I don't think that is some I think that's something we've forgotten because Trump's been out of office for a year. I mean, that doesn't mean that Jen Psaki isn't gonna blame Trump for white supremacy, because she does. But the reality is, look at how they treat Trump and look at how they treat Biden right now. Biden doesn't even answer questions. This guy used to walk out there and just go at him, never was afraid. Well, uh, like I said, the main point of this was not the press versus Trump, and it should be. It's that Trump was right. The statue of Thomas Jefferson, which stood for almost 200 years, has been removed from New York City's council chamber. It has been sent to the New York Historical Society on long-term loan which means the second you get a Republican in New York, if that's ever going to happen, they're going to bring it back. According to the Council for Black, Latino, and Asian Caucus, quote, the administration owes it to more than 5 million New Yorkers of color, our members, past, present, and future, represent to resolve that individuals memorialized within the confines of the people's house be reflective not only of the best traditions of our city's history and its diversity, but unquestionable character. Uh, You know something? Nobody has unquestionable character. I bet I can sit back and I can go into the what caucus is this, the Black, Latino, and Asian caucus, and I guarantee you none of those people have any freaking character. I can tell you one thing, none of them have done what Thomas Jefferson did. Yeah, he owned slaves. 250 years ago, everyone owned slaves, including blacks. So Bill de Blasio, in a statement, he said, by the way, I think I've said this before, um, because I remember saying this before. Bill de Blasio, the just horse crap mayor of New York City, The the de Blasio administration will continue the progressive war on history as he himself fades away into the portrait on a city wall himself. Wow! You know what? No one's going to remember de Blasio as a great mayor. He's going to be one of the worst mayors. He's damaged that city so badly, it's not even funny. Okay, here's the reality. Thomas Jefferson did own slaves. He, um, He owned slaves when it was accepted. Blacks in America also own slaves. Most of them, because because their indentured servitude expired. They were given land, and they were brought, and they bought slaves themselves to help their own crops. That's blacks. That's something the 1619 Project doesn't tell you. Slaves were sold in Africa by African chieftains. African chieftains were... Okay, hold. wait for it, wait for it. They're black. That's something the 1619 Project doesn't tell you. Thomas Jefferson also wrote the Declaration of Independence. The Constitution was the third president of the United States and denounced slavery as something that went against his words in the Constitution. That's something the 1619 Project didn't tell you. If you want to know who said it, all you have to read is the federalist papers it's in the federalist papers or you have to read thomas jefferson's letters that he wrote to people it's the same bs you here with separation of church and state yeah that's not that didn't mean that we get rid of religion that's not what thomas jefferson said he was secular but that's not what thomas jefferson said he thought we needed religion in this country we just shouldn't the federal government could not establish A federal religion. That's what he said. Like Muslims do. Islam. Islam does that. They establish a federal religion. Everyone has to be Islam. In Somalia, in Saudi Arabia, you have to be Islam. He didn't believe that. Trump was right. But it gets better. A statue of Theodore Roosevelt... Which has stood in the American Museum stood in front of the American Museum of Natural History for eighty years, was removed because the stat the because quote the statue is problematic in composition. Moreover, its current location denies passerbys consent and context. You gotta be effing kidding me. So, the statue now needs to get consent? If I want to have sex with a woman, I need her consent? And I get that? Now a statue has to get a consent? Freaking weird. The statue of Roosevelt is him riding a horse. I've seen the statue, by the way. It's a beautiful statue. It's huge. It's It's really nice. And it's Roosevelt riding on a horse. By the way, Roosevelt, which no one talks about, discovered the national park system, and was also an explorer. The Roosevelt riding on a horse with two American Indians running by his side. Now, here's the thing. This is what the left doesn't do. Actually read history. They don't read. The guy who designed this, some French guy who designed this statue, had reasons why he did what he did. Okay? It's the same reason, uh, the guy who designed the Abraham Lincoln statue, where the black person is kneeling next to Lincoln, holding his own chains, he actually had a reason he designed the statue the way he did, but no one reads it. The Lincoln statue, the reason the guy was on the ground holding his own chains is because He had freedom, and he didn't know what to do with it, but he was holding his own chain. Lincoln wasn't holding it. He was free, and he needed to figure out how to be free. That was the point of the statue. The one with Roosevelt, with the two Indians, the Indians were trackers. They were leading him through the West because Theodore Roosevelt couldn't do it on his own. Do you know how I know this? I looked it up. If people in Congress, if politicians could actually use Google, they can look this shit up. And yeah, I cussed before Thanksgiving. Get over it. It's, I, I, I'm I getting ready to leave to spend 16 hours with ribs. So you, you know that's... But I looked it up. Maybe some of these people need to learn to use Google. Because instead of... And, and use the internet in good ways instead of downloading porn, as we know that a couple of people in New York have done in the past. And actually learn something. The statue is going to be moved to North Dakota. And North Dakota is thrilled. Question. And it's a great question. Someone asked this. You know, why isn't Texas taking that statue? Why hasn't Arizona or New Mexico, or Montana, because that's where Roosevelt was actually going through. Any state to the west of the Louisiana, of the uh, Mississippi River, should want that statue, because it does represent American history. But I have two questions on this. Uh, First question, uh, doesn't New York have bigger problems than two statues? They have, their murder rape is, murder rate is up 200 percent. Their crime is up like 300 percent or three somewhere between 300 and 700 percent. They have a huge drug problem. They have a huge homeless problem. They have the highest taxes in the country. They have the lowest standard of living in the country. People are leaving New York City to go to Florida, which is a red state. New York City lost two House members this year after the last uh, after the last census. The second question is, well, why are they doing this in the first place? I have an answer to this. Now, before, I used to say that the left wants to eliminate American history. I was wrong. I'm not going to say that a lot, so you better get used to it. That's not true. I've actually said it three times in the last week. But I was wrong. They're replacing American history. While we are tearing down statues of great men who were flawed, we are resurrecting statues of George Floyd, who provided absolutely nothing to society and was a damn criminal, lifetime criminal. A Catholic church is under fire right now for painting the face on jo- of George Floyd on an effigy of Jesus. George Floyd was no Jesus Christ. He was no innocent. He was fun- He was stoned out of his mind the day he died. He had threatened a woman with a gun, pointed at her belly in front of her child so he could steal drug money. This was a bad human being. This was not a guy who is the representative of Jesus. Of course, this, this does two things. One, it really, it's, well, it's blasphemous. How a Catholic church is doing this is, is, is incredible. This is blasphemy. Jesus Christ was not a human. Jesus Christ was God in human form. I'm pretty sure Jesus Christ would not have held a woman up in front of her five-year-old kid by putting a gun to her belly while they're looking for drug money. Howard Zinn, back in the 70s and 80s, he rewrote American history. He wrote an alternate history of the United States. Nicole Hannah-Jones through her 1619 project, wrote an alternate history to the United States. Ibram X. Kendi wrote an alternate history to the United States. Ibram X. Kendi justifies discrimination against white people. He believes in discrimination. Critical race theory is an alternate to the history of the United States. We're hearing this now on Thanksgiving. The pilgrims violated the American Indians. Here's the newsflash. That didn't happen. When the, the first Thanksgiving, it was really interesting. The, the pilgrims came to the United States. By the way, learn a book. This is where I got it from. Here's the whole thing. The left wants to make everything black and white. That, that's what they do. They want to make everything black and white. And things aren't black and white. The pilgrims came to the United States... The Indians watched them for about a year. The pilgrims struggled. They lost a lot of people. They A lot of people died because of the winter. They didn't have food. The uh, pilgrims discovered corn because the Indians gave it to them. The Indian chieftain decided to work with the pilgrims. And so, I I don't have the names. I, I, I've got it written down. I could actually do that. But they worked with the pilgrims. And the pilgrims were able to get through their winter. And were ready to get through another winter. Now, a lot of people say, well, the American Indians didn't get anything out of this. That is an absolute lie. The chief for the, I think it was called the Wakata tribe. They, Their chief was dying. And the pilgrim leader went over to the chief and kept him alive. Chicken soup, he had the flu, essentially. Chicken soup, he fed him, he did everything, and he lived. And this is the big story that they don't talk about. The Wakata tribe ended up joining with the pilgrims, and a couple of other settlers from the Europe from Europe, and they ended up defending themselves against a very vicious, a very aggressive tribe that tried to take over the Wakata tribe. Now Wakata, I, I, I think that's what I I remember. I, I don't know if that's the name of the tribe, but I tell you what, I can come up with this. Here's the thing. the American Native Americans got something the Europeans got something. Most of the time, that's how it happened. And I've already talked to you about how this peaceful, love nature, kumbaya BS that the left talks about with the Native Americans, that wasn't the thing. The Aztecs were brutal. The Incans were brutal. The Mayans were brutal. They enslaved other Native Indians. They did. It's all a lie. This is a rewrite of American history. They tried to do it with Thanksgiving, and you know what's beautiful? The right, the American right, is now sitting back and saying, no, I I don't buy it. And they're actually giving the history. I heard this today. Okay. That's it. it I, I told you, it, it didn't end up being that much shorter. but I hope you guys have a, a fantastic Thanksgiving. It is one of my favorite holidays. and then we're gonna have great Christmas. I'm going to Mexico. We're going to the Mexican beaches. I think it's gonna be like eight degrees down there, but that's okay. We're gonna have ribs. I love you all. I love you Dave. I love you Chad. I love you, John, if you're listening. I love you all. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbass Talking Politics. Happy Thanksgiving.